Today's episode of RNFM Radio is sponsored by American Sentinel University. They are a leading online university accredited by the Distance Education Accrediting Commission and offering an array of online degree programs for nurses and healthcare professionals. Head over to rnfmeducation.com to find out more. Now, let's get on with this show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the latest episode here at Arden from Radio. This is episode 223. You've got the questions, we've got some answers, and holy smokes, we just got back from the National Nurses and Business Association Conference 2016 in Vegas. It was nuts. It was good. Now, of course, this show was already recorded before the NNBA conference, but what I do want to let you all know that the trifecta will be getting together after this show goes live and the next show, we are going to recap the NNBA because it literally, it was off the hook. It was off the chains. I mean, oh man. And I think this show might even get a little more rowdy after that. I don't know. I mean, there's some kind of energy. I think every time Keith, Elizabeth, and myself spend more time together that the show just continues to level up and we've got a ton of announcements on that show. But today's show is so apropos, I think, because of all of you who I met, heard from, who we all heard from, and it really talks about, like this show that we're getting into, uh, the, just the the multifaceted aspects of nursing and all this experience that you're bringing, even if you weren't a nurse before, but you've done other jobs, other careers, and bringing all this other stuff to the table, and that's exactly what we heard at the conference, but again, we're going to be talking more about that on the next episode. So why don't we just roll into this one because we need to bring you that perspective as well and have these aha moments. Like you could be riding down the road and be like, oh yeah, that's right. I do have that experience or I can bring that to the table. So it's not just clinical expertise. It's not just nursing knowledge. There's so much more to it. So get here with us and let's roll into this one. We're gonna get started. Yeah, we're gonna, I need to think of a new rhythm. Because that was like the going to Vegas thing. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> going to Vegas. We're talking about being multifaceted, diverse sure. in our depth of knowledge, our experiences as knowledge nur- as nur- as as nurses, as people. Our canal is knowledge like a cannoli. No, I'm just rocking the knowledge. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm Not very. I'm, the I'm just no. I'm I'm very genius today. I'm wearing, I'm wearing genius today. And, and so speaking of that genius, I think that we have something that we want to share with people. That's why we do this, isn't it? Or do we just want to hear ourselves talk? Maybe to share our genius. I think a little bit of both. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So it's not that we just want to hear ourselves talk, but although it is kind of funny to hear ourselves talk. Um, so I don't mind it. You don't mind hearing yourself talk? No, not at all. It's and I don't either because we said this before. Even when you we were talked out in Colorado, about this we before. did. Yeah, like when <laughs> we were kids and you like record stuff and you're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I sound like that." I mean, at this point, I mean, I have heard myself talk producing this show. How many hundreds of shows? I mean, like seriously, um, mm-hmm. it's I don't even think about it. I really don't. But so that's not because what you produce, yeah, because you produce the show. Did you get some of those skills from a previous career? Oh, damn. 
Look well, at that segue. Look at that segue. And we're not talking about those like goofy motorized things that you let's take a segue tour. And then you're like, you see those like people going around the city on the segways? Yeah, we 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 were bike we we were bike riding on the boardwalk and Drew's dad was like there's a Segway rode by. He's like, you want to do that next? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. But what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, like other stuff that, that we've done. And I know, Keith, you had, you, you definitely have a lot of experience in this with your career coaching that you do because nurses these days, we need to know for some of us, and I know for me now, it wasn't the case like when I first started out as a nurse because I was in this very like niche ICU and it was cardiovascular. I mean, we, we needed to know our stuff, but nurses really do need to know a lot these days, especially uh, when they're in non-traditional roles as nurses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, That's true. And, and yeah, I mean, we're getting peppered in in so many aspects and I think you your your breadth and depth needs to be quite significant in home care and for my business as well. And then we also have nurses who are really coming in to become nurses who have had this like deep experience or knowledge in, in other aspects and what they bring to the table. So it's true. Lots of people are coming into nursing in their thirties, forties, fifties these days. I get a lot of calls and emails from people who are older, who've had at least one career, if not two or three. <laughs> so, well, here's the and, thing, though. Is that weird, though? Is, is it weird? Well, yeah. Like, I, I think I'm kind of putting us on the spot here. Is that unusual for someone who has all of that experience elsewhere to say, you know what, I want to become a nurse? Like, I don't think so. Because I, I, I know so many people who have done something for years, and then they totally went left and did something different. And, and so like, I don't think that this is just special for nursing, but I do think that nurses like, or, or people who have that experience, like, you know, they might do, they might think that is kind of weird because this is a hard left. I mean, if you're talking about someone who was say an engineer who says, you know what, I want to become a nurse. And like, that mm-hmm. might seem like a really hard left, but is mm-hmm. it because nurses need well, to be engineers too? about if you think about the economy these days and you think about where there's growth and where there isn't growth, people, if they're smart, tend to go where the growth is. And there's lots of growth in nursing. And we can argue about that because some people are having a hard time finding work. But if you look at the Bureau of Labor Statistics and look at all that other stuff, you can see that nursing and healthcare positions in general are growing. Some are growing more than others. So when people's careers start to peter out, or the jobs peter out, they start looking around for, hmm, what can I do to make a living? And many people are turning to nursing because that's just really in the news. People talk about nursing, nursing, nursing all the time. Well, and I didn't know Peter got out, but I think that you are (laughs) speaking to something that is very real, that there's a lot of discussion about nursing. There's a lot of discussion about in, in, in the, the idea, the concept that it is very flexible, that there are plentiful jobs. And for those that may be in an industry that doesn't have that same kind of reliability or that same mm-hmm. depth of like career offerings, that nursing seems more safe. Mm. Yeah. So what are some of the skills that the two of you have from your previous careers 
that now when you're in a nursing role and, and in the various roles that you all play or, or, you know, previous roles, these roles, like what did you take from a previous career that, that you applied in your nursing careers? Well, back in WW2, I was a plumber and electrician and it really comes in handy these days. You know what I mean? Holy This smokes. is true because <laughs> nurses certainly are MacGyver. <laughs> well, yeah, I think we have talked about the Swiss army knife of healthcare and, and being, you know, oh, yes. nurses. Uh, and, and that doesn't, that could be, that could be physicians too, because there are uh, some, some subspecialty areas that you really do have to know, but, but we're RN FM radio uh, pulse of nursing kind of stuff here. And so we're, we're speaking to the nurses as far as for me, I definitely have a very deep entrepreneurial background, but before someone's, yeah, yeah, but we don't want to hear the business part. Cause you asked the question is like, how, how has that helped me as a nurse? Well, that's helped me organize and manage my day. Like I've managed my time and like crazy hours and crazy tasks and just getting things done. So like that part of when I remember in the clinical setting where our preceptor would say, okay, we have to like organize our days because it's not just about showing up and saying like, okay, well, you know, I'll see this patient, I'll see this patient. You have to triage, you have to assess, you have to look and see what tasks are at the top of your list and you've got to prioritize. And for me, being a business owner and being a manager of my own time and of other people, I actually was really good at putting that that list together and prioritizing with a little bit of help. Because as a student, I know that I didn't still I didn't have the skill set yet to to prioritize every you know piece of it because maybe what I thought was important, the preacher was, oh, no, no, that can actually wait. For a little bit, what we really have to do is kind of push this up to the top. But that, for me, was was a huge benefit is to have more of that managerial. Because um, mm-hmm. I've managed mm-hmm. restaurants, you know, I've run businesses that weren't my own. Like I just I ran businesses that I didn't own, and so that that was really helpful for me as a nurse to that's great organize Perfect. and prioritize. Yeah, for me, I was um. Let me see, I was a massage therapist. I was a yoga teacher. So those you can see how those can be applicable directly to nursing in terms of hands-on care, bringing compassionate touch to people, being able to teach people very simple, let's say, um, breathing skills, you know, for people with respiratory diseases, people who need to decrease anxiety. So I did utilize those a lot. I have utilized them, especially in home health where it's a quieter environment where I can Say, you know, I've, I have led people on, say, a guided meditation to help them relax if they're really, really anxious, or I've taught them very basic things they can do to to improve their health. So those have come in really handy as a nurse over years. And, you know, Uncle Nathan was a plumber and electrician in WW2, but, you know, I don't have those <laughs> skills. But I wanted to bring up, too, a, well, actually, I wanted to ask before we move on anywhere else, I want to ask, how about you, Elizabeth? What did you bring to the table when you became a noise? Well, hmm, I think I was thinking about this. So not necessarily coach, like you think of health coaching and, and having a life coach or whatever, but I actually enjoy coaching teams, sports. And I think that the coaching it, it brings a certain aspect of organization and you have to know who's going to play what spot at what time and what's the best lineup for, you know, 
your offense and whatever. But I also think I like encouraged the team. I led the team. You know, I was accountable for the team. And so as a nurse, you're leading, you're encouraging, you're teaching, you're accountable. I really a lot of times equate how I was like, I love charge nurse. I could see the flow of the whole day. And I think that's similar to being able to be a coach on a field. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That, I mean, that makes total sense. And you coach Kevin and I, you keep us in order and you don't have a whistle. But <laughs> I'm a drill you, sergeant. You kind of have a, I'd say you sort of have like a metaphorical whip and chair. Yes. <laughs> we got to keep moving forward people. So that's the same in nursing. I mean, we got to keep moving forward on this project. You know, if I was doing a project with a committee, what are we doing next? Like what's your action item? Certainly. Yeah. It's true. And I want to point out, and I'll have links in the show notes, that very, very recently, in I think it was September of 2016, I did a podcast about nurse polymaths. And I did a companion blog post on my blog about nurse polymaths. And do you all know what a polymath is? Please tell I us, know, Keithopedia. Yes, please. <laughs> like, let's I mean, yes. Keithopedia. No, but, I want to know. I don't know. See, these are the sorts of words and phrases I listen for because then they give me ideas for things to blog and write about. And the word polymath came up in an article I was reading. I was like, there you go. Bingo. Podcast. Blog post. And then I can confuse Kevin and Elizabeth because they may not know the word. So um, a polymath is basically a person who knows a lot about a lot of things. Simply said. So my go-to um, example of a polymath is Leonardo da Vinci. And like I said in my post, he was a artist, obviously. He was a sculptor. He was an inventor. People say he actually invented the science of paleontology. He was a writer. You know, he did all these different things. And obviously there were things he didn't know anything about, we're pretty sure. But he had areas where he was relatively expert. And you don't have to be an expert in a thousand things to be a polymath. You can have six things you're really good at or know a lot about. So polymathism, I think for nurses is important because the more you know about the more things, the more people you can relate to, the more, the more situations you can feel comfortable in, the more places you can find common ground with someone you're face to face with or situation you're encountering. Is that make any sense to either of you or resonate with you or am I just like totally out in left field? Uh, right field, maybe. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Center, no, no, center you do. field. You center do. field. Yeah. Center field. Center it field. makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, you can have, clinically speaking, uh, all sorts of people present to you. You never know what's going to show up. And, and and not just if you're in the emergency department, wherever you're working, home health, um, in the outpatient setting, you know, a unit, pediatrics, whatever. So you're right. You kind of have to assess what's going on build that rapport really quickly and then figure out what to do. So you have to have a lot of skills to be able to do that. Now, Kevin, I'm sure can speak to the business world. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, where was I going to go with this? So, oh, okay. Mindset. And so, and I could go like layer the mindset piece. To the polymath speak on the Keithopedia is that, mm -hmm. you know, we hear 
how nurses have to know a lot more than they used to. And whenever used to is, I mean, are we talking like 10, 20 years, 30 years? Like there seems to be more responsibility, more depth and breadth of knowledge. Like we've got to go a little wider here, a little deeper here. And I think that's just part of the evolution of medicine and nursing. Because really, when we break it down, when you look at modern medicine, quote unquote, modern medicine or nursing, it really isn't that old when we look at it. I'm not talking about like physicians back in, you know, like the B- the BC areas and and even in the, the 1200s, 1300s, 1400s. I'm just talking about medicine and nursing as we know it, even in the last 50 years is, is relatively new because of all of mm-hmm. these, you know, antibiotics and the germ theories and, and all of these things. So when we look at it from that perspective, it is really a new concept as we are addressing it now or as we're implementing it now. So, cause you hear nurses kind of say, well, you know, I've got to know a lot more than when I did even this much or, you know, like even 10 years ago and I still get paid the same or, or whatever that is, like whatever the argument is. But I think that this actually translates in a lot of professions. And so I think we need to put that in perspective too. And I think that our previous experience before we became a nurse, and maybe even some of us like myself are still in another career or a path outside of nursing where we may even still have that perspective, that it's not just nursing that we have to know a lot of the pathophys and and going uh, wider in some areas than we used to, but I think just careers in general, we have to. I mean, I know a lot of people who are not even in the medical or nursing field who are saying the same things. Like, I didn't have to know these things and now they're telling us like we have to do this or we've got to go broader here and deeper there. And before, I just was very like in the silo of knowledge and now I kind of had to expand. And I think that's just the times that we've had to expand because mm-hmm. all these mm-hmm. areas are expanding because again, a lot of this stuff is relatively new. Yeah. Silo is a great idea and it's a great thing to bring up because we can get stuck in our silos. Can't we, you know, you become an ICU nurse and no, no offense to ICU nurses, but you can get stuck in that one way of thinking or that one thing that you do and other things kind of fall by the wayside or you get into home health like me and certain skills, certain ideas and knowledge don't become that as important to you anymore. So that silo notion, I think, is important and not to stay too too monofocused if you want to have a broader view, right? Yeah. No, I would agree. I think yeah. that that silo mentality, it does it does kind of rub people the wrong way. Like when let's say an ICU nurse gets floated to a floor. And they're like, I have no idea even how to do that. Now, of course, let me let me also shine a spotlight on the fact I, I understand that a patient's like someone's life is at the end of that uncertainty that you may have. So maybe that's the difference in, you know, in relation to someone who's a marketing person and has to kind of stretch a little bit and maybe outside of their comfort zone and maybe somebody's life isn't going to be at stake or their livelihood, so to speak. I don't know. But so let me not, you know, that that's still important. Yeah. But hey, Elizabeth, how about how about in research? Because you're involved in research. And I would assume that, you know, 
I mean, Florence Nightingale was a polymath herself. She invented biostatistics for the most part after the uh, Crimean War. So what about in research? Like, don't you have to know a ton of stuff to work in nursing research? Yeah, I think you do. I mean, I don't have a PhD or anything, so I certainly could learn more. I think going back to the original uh, theme of this discussion, as, as a research person in a, in a research position, uh, I use the fact that I'm extremely detail oriented and, you know, like, um, keeping things organized in, in a spreadsheet. I was like saying spreadsheet. (laughs) I know. And there's a special on spreadsheets over the bed, bath and beyond. If you got the 20% coupon, 20% off. I was pausing because I know Kevin loves spreadsheets. I was going to let you go, but then you, you just (laughs) kept the door open. See? Waiting and waiting. Yeah. (laughs) Waiting for the joke to come. No. So, you know, again, Previously, I have been an office manager um, of a like ticketing office, and so you you had to pay attention to detail, make schedules, you know, be organized. So, yeah, there's certain skills that you bring into the research field, certainly. And and curious, ooh, here's one. I think a lot of nurses, not just research nurses, but nurses everywhere, were curious, and you're asking why and you're saying well isn't there a better way to do that or but I'm I'm, I wonder how that's going to affect the patient so I think many people in the nursing profession might look back over the course of their entire career history of other jobs first jobs whatever even just as kids are you the one that was always asking why 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 so that's another thing that I think people bring into nursing is that curiosity right And evidence-based practice is based on curiosity, isn't it? We think, oh, we've been doing it this way all these years. Let's research. Let's see if we wash our hands this way, are we going to decrease the rate of nosocomial infections? And lo and behold, oh my God, if we do this, we decrease the, the rate of infection. So, you know, I think curiosity is the basis to a large extent of, um, where was I going with that? <laughs> Curiosity to a great extent is what fuels our desire to change, to change things and to say, hey, let's do this better. Let's see what works, right? Yeah. And I think what's cool about nursing too, I talk about this a lot. In fact, uh, the fact that there's so much diversity, you've got a lot of career options. Then once you get into your career, you can make changes. I think that what's cool is every nurse has a unique personality. So what's important to do is reflect upon where are your strengths? Like what are your characteristics? What are your personality traits? Like where do you shine? And then think about how you can relate those into certain job details or descriptions or the things you're going to be tasked to do or the the ways that you're going to interact with your teams. So that gives light of, oh, maybe I was in the restaurant business before because I liked serving and hospitality and the service and 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 building relationships with the, the people that come into dinner once a week. Well, in nursing, there's a little bit of that. You're building relationship. You're um, providing service to your patient. You're, you're making them feel comfortable and welcome. So I think everyone, you know, people that find themselves unhappy where they're at, maybe they're not using their skills, their traits, their personalities and where the things that'll help them thrive in a job. That's an awesome point. Well, thank you. (laughs) You thought of it yourself. 
This is correct. Well, it was cool on the Your Next Shift podcast that I have. I had a um, nurse on recently. Actually, I think that one's coming out in like two. Well, whatever. We don't know when this is live, but um, <laughs> he he was a restaurant. He he talked a lot about how his mother owning a restaurant and growing up in that line of business um, helped serve him in the future in nursing. And he said, you know, I know a lot of nurses out there get upset when we, we talk about we're serving our patients and they say, you know, oh, bringing ice or water and the call bell. But we are. I mean, they're not happy to be where they're at for the most part. They're not comfortable. They're in pain and they're not home sometimes in their own bed. So we should be servicing them. And I think we should be servicing them with a smile. Yeah. I like, I actually personally like the customer service aspect of nursing. That's always been something I've loved. And in home care, that's what I've always focused on is quality of service. And sometimes that means changing the battery in a 95 year old patient's smoke alarms, you know, or Sometimes it means sitting and holding her hand and chatting with her. And sometimes it means, you know, getting her lunch out of the fridge because she isn't too much pain to get up and I'm the only one there that day. So it all depends what, what it means to you. Well, I would agree. And I, and I think that's, that's also perspective and what you were saying, Elizabeth, about the, the gentleman who was in the restaurant. And so, you know, look at taking that previous experience and having perspective and then also building on the creativity. So let me break this down just just for a second. So mm-hmm. you you made a comment that we didn't re- really record and there are people coming into the profession who you might think twice like like oh my gosh, are you sure you want to do this? Because you're going to end up getting water and ice for somebody. You're going to end up, you know, wiping some butts or whatever that is or it's going to be stressful or you're not going to get a lunch or or whatever that is. Like, you know, like we can have all of these like these ideas or these concepts or these stories that we hear about how backbreaking the work is. And let me, let me definitely say that it is hard, hard work, but somebody else's perspective, like I remember meeting a previous roofer who worked in like Phoenix, Arizona, who was like, man, I was up on that roof. It was, it felt like 150 degrees on that thing. I fell off of it 10 times. You know, we were putting the roof, you know, I mean, they were like, I'm in air conditioning. I'm actually, you know, doing something that, is creative is something totally different. I'm not up on that roof anymore. So, I mean, it is people's perspective. I'm not. I'm not trying to make light of nursing as it's not a hard job. It is, but there are plenty of people who have done some really backbreaking work as well, and might think nursing is a little bit easier. To that point, also too, is Elizabeth. You, you said something about the creative aspects and and asking the questions. So, and nursing being so so diverse, and we do have some choice. Many nurses could also say, yeah, but I got into it for that reason, but my current position doesn't really support that because I'm always feeling like I'm, I'm, you know, nose of the grindstone. I don't get a chance to ask questions. I don't get a chance to be creative. I don't get a chance to to build and, and think ahead and troubleshoot the way that I thought I was going to be able to. So then pivot. And we're not saying like go out and hang your own shingle and be your own boss, but the three of us are practicing nursing in a, in a, I would say more of a non-traditional way. I know Keith, you're in home health, but I still think that home health is an alternative to the clinical setting. And so we have all chosen to continue on with nursing, but in a different capacity that speaks to us. Mm, Well said, very well said. Wow. I know that was like two like really different things, but I think that, that people coming in that weren't nurses before 
have that perspective mm-hmm. of like, well, you know, again, this is a great job for me. Or, you know, they also have the concept or the, the, the idea of like, well, I pivoted into nursing. I, t- I did like a radical change from like this to, to now I'm a nurse. So if the nursing piece isn't really fitting here at this institution or this organization or whatever the setting is, then I'll just pivot it into some, like, I'll stay a nurse, but I'll just pivot that into somewhere else because I, I pivoted into nursing. I can pivot it into a different part of nursing. Right. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Whew. Well, Man. wow. You think that's good for this one? <laughs> Florence Nightingale, polymaths, electricians and plumbers and roofers. Wow. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. Sheesh. Yeah. Oh my. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, nursing isn't Kansas anymore, you know? I mean, nursing has changed from the, you know, it changed in the 20th century and it's really changing in the 21st century. And it feels like the speed of change is really taking off, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, and I think that that's it. I think if we can embrace that notion that there is just change everywhere, there's change in every career path, every organization, whatever that it's not just happening in nursing uh, and, and being more of a polymath, having to know a little bit more or a lot more about a lot of things isn't mm-hmm. necessarily a foreign subject to a lot of people. I mean, because again, right. I hear it through, you know, the ethers of, of many careers. Yeah. So just embrace that. No, go ahead. That's true. I want to make one more point that when we say polymath, we don't mean that you have to like study statistics and study physiology and study, you know, astronomy. I mean, you don't have to become an expert in 50,000 different academic things. What I say in my blog post, and I just want to point this out before we sign off, that it means maybe you read magazines or maybe you follow movies and TV and popular culture, or maybe you're into tech like Kevin is, or like Elizabeth, you're into Reiki and healing and self-care. And, you know, it doesn't have to be technical things for you to increase your breadth and depth of knowledge. Because if you know a lot about culture and you know a lot about movies and literature and music, those are things that build bridges between you and other people. So it doesn't have to be academic and boring and dry it can be anything that floats your boat anything that fills your brain with really cool stuff man thank goodness i can stop looking at this because i was just trying to read up on the first babylonian dynasty in the second millennium of bc so i that's elizabeth's area of expertise i'm gonna stop what thank you for telling me (laughs) because i was about to just get myself some knowledge on all of this stuff but now i feel a little bit better that i don't have to know that Kevin, just read Time Magazine and Life Magazine. <laughs> oh, that's such an awful magazine. Which one? Time. Okay, guys, let's wrap it up here. <laughs> and keeping us on task. On. Beep, beep. All right, let's move Elizabeth forward. Elizabeth Scala at Elizabeth Scala all day long. Kevin yeah, Ross getting soon. whipped at Innovative oh. Nurse. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. I didn't, ass- I didn't assign who goes first. Oh, yeah. And Keith Carlson at Nurse Keith at Nurse Keith Coaching all day today and tomorrow and yesterday. All right. We're out. We're about to close here. But before we do, we need to take a moment to thank our sponsor today, those good folks at American Sentinel University. They are a fully accredited online university. American Sentinel is offering a variety of courses related to healthcare and nursing, including those RNs who are looking to get the BSN. 10 months, 10 months to get that BSN if you have that RN. And they also have five MSN programs, informatics, 
case management, nursing education, nursing management, and infection prevention and control. So if you're looking for that RN to BSN, they're good to go, 10 months. And then if you also want to transition into an MSN program, get in there. They also have two tracks for the Doctor of Nursing Practice with specializations in education and executive leadership. Head over to rnfmeducation.com to find out more about American Sentinel University. So we're rolling. We're getting out of here, but we need to close with a few things to think about. And one of the things to mention too is that when it comes to what you're bringing to the table, so your previous experience, your previous careers, bringing it to the table of your nursing career, you are also doing side hustles and all those other things that you're bringing that experience to your nursing career. Yes, that's right. The stuff that you're doing right now is bringing that experience to what it is that you're doing day to day as a nurse. So we met many of you at the National Nurses and Business Association Conference. Regardless of experience, how many years you've been doing this, you, a lot of you have a, a side hustle. You're doing something else. Many of you are that can also make that career more rich and eyes more wide open and bringing something different to the table because it's not just that one lane. There are so many other lanes out there and it's just, again, it's just bringing that depth and breadth to your career in nursing. So think about it. What is it that you are bringing to that table uh, and, and how has that evolved? And we'd love to hear from you, rnfmradio.com forward slash episode 223, or just hit us up under the hashtag rnfmradio, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere you know it on social. Just hit us up and we would love to bring that on the show. And you could head over to rnfmradio.com and under the contact us page, there is that SpeakPipe app. You can even leave us a voicemail if you want or call us. I mean, it's all under the contact us over at rnfmradio.com. So let's get moving on because I know you want to increase the potential of your day. And by doing so, you're moving forward. You're moving on forward momentum. We can't thank you enough for your time and attention. So go on and find that passion. Be intentional. Execute on those ideas. Rinse and repeat it. I said rinse and repeat it. We'll see you back here with us again on our next episode of RN. FM Radio.